Hello, and welcome to Piecing the Parsha Together. This week's Parsha is Achrimos Kedoshim. Parsha's Achrimos begins with the words Achrimos, that Hashem speaks to Aaron after the death of his two sons, Nadav and Avihu. And the first lengthy discussion in Parsha's Achrimos is the Avoda of Yom Kippur, the service that the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, performs on Yom Kippur which involves, among other things, him going into the Kodesh Kedashim, the Holy of Holies, to bring a Ketoris to offer incense. However, a slightly nagging question might be, why mention the death of our own sons? Perhaps it's only slightly nagging because we are immediately told uh, by Rashi that it's about they, not a Benavi who got too close, and and Aaron can't go, Bechol Ace. He can't go whenever he wants into the Kodesh Kedashim. Rather, it has to be the way set forward in Parshas Achrimos. But I find it still less than fully satisfying. Do we have to mention the death of our own sons to talk about the Avoda of Yom Kippur? It seems almost parenthetical that way. So I'd like to share an idea from Rabbi Jonathan Sachs in his final work on the Parsha, I believe really from Parsha Shmini. And there he says there are so many reasons given in Midrashim and other commentaries. And I think I always say if you want to see a list of them, the Michta Meliyahu in Chelek Bays on Parsha Shmini goes through certainly in a nice short space, six, seven, eight probably reasons. But he says, at a straightforward level, what does it say? They brought a fire that they were not commanded to bring. And Rabbi Sack says the idea of them getting punished for that is that there have to be limits. And he highlights that this is something we see by Kohanim. That Kohanim are a group that is focused on limits. He talks about kings and prophets that have perhaps certain exceptions. I would add to that specifically that there is a concept of the king creating his own laws. You have the Torah laws, but the king has the ability, if he sees that his society needs something to be implemented, the king can create his own laws. Nevi'im can have Horasha. In particular, the most famous of these examples is probably Eliyahu offering Karbanos and Hara Carmel towards the end of Malachim Aleph. Malachim, Nevi'im, they have the ability to make exceptions to the rules that are specifically stated in the Torah. Kohanim, by contrast, are not. I'm thinking, there's a Pasuk that says, Sifse Kohen, Yishmerudas. Right? The lips of the Kohanim will protect the knowledge. Kohanim are the people who represent the limits of the Torah. So if not of a Nevi'im who break that, then they have to get punished, of course. Rabbi Sachs will expand this in, in his essay to look at the world around us and how many limits we don't believe. And he quotes from, from you know, secular sources the idea of the Enlightenment ushering in for the world that there are no limits. We can accomplish anything. We can achieve anything. If you look at in, in artificial intelligence right now, we seem to be cutting edge of what we can make a computer do. There are no limits. 
But is this a good thing for the world? Perhaps it has its own limits. We talk about whether or not the planet can survive. If we all want to live in this world like we do in America, the world may not be sustainable. There are perhaps limits. And he quotes another non-Jewish source that says specifically that Jews in history have been able to show a certain discipline when it comes to energy. And he says that that is important because if you're disciplined and you're controlled and you can make it last forever, but if it is uncontrolled, it may just be a big bang that flares out. So the idea of limits. I would like to suggest that this is what is going on in this week's Parsha of Akhrimos, and for that matter, Kedoshim as well. Is that Hashem is saying to Aaron that we're going to talk about Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur, you could say, is the day where the world is aware of limits. We'll talk about the limits that we have, the physical limits that we put on ourselves eating and drinking, wearing leather shoes. The world has to realize limits, and on the day of Yom Kippur, they do. And on that day, interestingly, Aaron will be able then to go into the Kodesh Kadash and to sort of break the limits of space that normally apply. And if we look at the rest of the Parsha, Achimos Kedoshim, once again, we see this idea of what it means to be Kadosh. And that the different laws in Kedoshim might be there to, to push us for a sense of holiness. And holiness is often translated as more of a, a separateness. And again, if we look at the Parshios, the Presidach, Remos Kedoshim, it focuses much on Tuma and Tahara. And again, the idea of boundaries. So again, we're in Taurus Kohanim, the laws of the Kohanim, again, this idea of focusing on the boundaries that will set whether these some of these things don't apply specifically to Kohanim, although they play a role in almost all of it, but keeping the boundaries. And if not of an Avihu on inaugural day for the Kohanim broke those boundaries, then they are punished with capital you know, as a capital offense. The reminder to Aaron <clears throat> is that we have to keep those boundaries, specifically on Yom Kippur, a day when most Jews even recognize some boundaries. Once again, if we are able to do that, it elevates us. And based on the sources in Rabbi Sachs' essay, perhaps it benefits the entire world because we see the potential pitfalls of unrestricted growth and development. And again, if we're able to accomplish that, maybe we'll say that the idea of the Kohen Gadol, that he can go in to the Kodesh Kedashim, right? Because if we are able to fully appreciate all the boundaries and, and live the way we're supposed to, the way the Torah tells us, certain boundaries may end up fading away for us, Hashem's chosen people. I wish everyone a wonderful Shabbos, hopefully an elevated Shabbos. Thank you all for listening. I will see you next time.